Welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 11. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. In sickness and in wealth. Let's read Isaiah chapter 38. In those days Hezekiah became mortally ill, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth and with a whole heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, behold, I will add fifteen years to your life. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. This shall be a sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. Behold, I will cause the shadow on the stairway which has gone down with the sun on the stairway of Ahaz to go back ten steps. So the sun's shadow went back ten steps on the stairway on which it had gone down. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery. I said, in the middle of my life, I am to enter the gates of Sheol. I am to be deprived of the rest of my ears. I said, I will not see the Lord, the Lord in the land of the living. I will look on men no more among the inhabitants of the world. Like a shepherd's tent, my dwelling is pulled up and removed from me. As a weaver, I rolled up my life. He cuts me off from the loom. From day until night, you make an end of me. I composed my soul until morning, like a lion, so he breaks all my bones. From day until night, you make an end of me. Like a swallow, like a crane, so I twitter. I moan like a dove. My eyes look wistfully to the heights. O Lord, I am oppressed. Be my security. What shall I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. I will wander about all my years because of the bitterness of my soul. 
O Lord, by these things men live, and in all these is the life of my spirit. O restore me to health and let me live. Lo, for my own welfare I had great bitterness. It is you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. It is the living who give thanks to you, as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. The Lord will surely save me, so we will play my songs on stringed instruments all the days of our life at the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, Let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil, that he may recover. Then Hezekiah had said, What is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? And Isaiah chapter 39. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that he had been sick and had recovered. Hezekiah was pleased and showed them all his treasure house, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious oil and his whole armory and all that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet came to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say, and from where have they come to you? And Hezekiah said, They have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. He said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasuries that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and all that your fathers have laid up in store to this day will be carried to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord, and some of your sons who will issue from you, whom you will beget, will be taken away, and they will become officials in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good, for he thought, for there will be peace and truth in my days. The events of these chapters, Isaiah 38 and 39, 
took place very close to the time God delivered Hezekiah from Sennacherib, even though the deliverance, as depicted in Isaiah chapter 37, had not yet occurred. Indeed, Isaiah chapter 38 verses 5 and 6 and 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 6 show that they still faced the Assyrian threat. Let's read Isaiah chapter 38 verses 5 and 6. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add fifteen years to your life. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. In 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 6, I will add fifteen years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Satan was determined to bring about both the death of Hezekiah and the fall of Jerusalem, reasoning no doubt that if Hezekiah were out of the way, his efforts at reform would cease and the fall of Jerusalem would be the more readily accomplished. The SDA Bible Commentary, Volume 4, page 240. What does the above quote tell us about how important good leadership is for God's people? What sign does the Lord give Hezekiah to confirm his faith? By rejecting signs offered by God, Isaiah chapter 7, Ahaz had started the course of events that led to trouble with Assyria. But now Hezekiah had asked for a sign. So God strengthened him to meet the crisis his father had brought upon Judah. Indeed, reversing the shadow on the sundial of Ahaz was possible only through a miracle. The Babylonians studied movements of heavenly bodies and recorded them accurately. Thus, they would have noticed the sun's strange behavior and wondered what it meant. The fact that King Merodach Baladan sent envoys at this time is no accident. The Babylonians had learned of the connection between Hezekiah's recovery and the miraculous sign. Now we know why God chose this particular sign, just as he later used the star of Bethlehem to bring wise men from the east, he used a solar shift to bring messengers from Babylon. This was a unique opportunity for them to learn about the true God. Merodach Baladan spent his entire career trying to win lasting independence from Assyria. He needed powerful allies which explains his motivation for contacting Hezekiah. If the sun itself moved at Hezekiah's request, what could he do to Assyria? 
How did Hezekiah lose an incredible opportunity to glorify God and point the Babylonians to him? What was the result? Hezekiah, who should have been witnessing to them about the Lord, pointed instead to his own glory. What is the lesson for us? Additional reading, selected quotes from Ellen White. The visit of these messengers from the ruler of a far away land gave Hezekiah an opportunity to extol the living God. How easy it would have been for him to tell them of God, the upholder of all created things, through whose favor his own life had been spared when all other hope had fled. What momentous transformations might have taken place had these seekers after truth from the plains of Chaldea been led to acknowledge the supreme sovereignty of the living God. But pride and vanity took possession of Hezekiah's heart and in self-exaltation he laid open to covetous eyes the treasures with which God had enriched his people. The king showed them the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Not to glorify God did he do this, but to exalt himself in the eyes of the foreign princes. He did not stop to consider that these men were representatives of a powerful nation that had not the fear nor the love of God in their hearts, and that it was imprudent to make them his confidants concerning the temporal riches of the nation. Prophets and Kings, pages 344 through 346. The story of Hezekiah's failure to prove true to his trust is fraught with an important lesson for all. Far more than we do, we need to speak of the precious chapters in our experience, of the mercy and loving kindness of God, of the matchless depths of the Savior's love. When mind and heart are filled with the love of God, it will not be difficult to impart that which enters into the spiritual life. Great thoughts, noble aspirations, clear perceptions of truth, unselfish purposes, yearnings for piety and holiness will find expression in words that reveal the character of the heart treasure. What have your friends and acquaintances seen in your house? 
are you instead of revealing the treasures of the grace of Christ, displaying those things that will perish with the using? Or do you, to those with whom you are brought in contact, communicate some new thought of Christ's character and work? Oh, that those for whom God has done marvelous things would show forth his praises and tell of his mighty works, but how often those for whom God works are like Hezekiah, forgetful of the giver of all their blessings. Conflict and Courage, page 241. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.